All right, Ricky's about the morning show. We got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Tuesday morning news. Losses from online scams, specifically call center and cryptocurrency investment fraud, hit a five-year high in 2022. Now, you may have noticed the schemes on different social media platforms. According to the FBI's annual Internet Crime Report, $10 billion was lost last year. People over 60 years old accounted for $724 million of that amount. In other news, insufficient sleep in the days before or after a vaccination could weaken its effectiveness more so for men than women, according to a new study. Men who reported sleeping less than six hours in the days before and after getting vaccinated showed a reduction in antibody response. Important information that parents should be aware of, the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or SIDS, rate increased 15% from 2019 to 2020. In a study released by Pediatrics, data shows that black and Hispanic babies had an increased risk. Researchers believe that unsafe sleep practices like bed sharing increases the occurrence of SIDS and other sudden unexpected infant deaths. Lastly, Ricky, Facebook parent Meta is exploring building a new standalone platform for sharing text updates. The company confirmed the news to CNN on Friday and what could mark the most high profile new contender to take on Twitter as it loses momentum under Elon Musk. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news for more on these stories and other headlines. Visit RickySmileyMorningShow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? What's up there, Maria? Memphis Grizzlies superstar John Morant just entered a counseling program in Florida and will not join the team until further notice. John was suspended after waving a gun during his uh, IG Live video while at a strip club in Colorado last weekend. So he's taking a first step to rehab and getting better. Former Texas Longhorn men's basketball court, uh, coach Chris Beard hired as the new head coach at Old Miss just one month after his domestic violence case was dropped. He was accused of strangling, throwing, and biting his fiance. She later backtracked her claims and said Coach Beard was only acting out of self-defense. And, you know, I got some Tiger Woods gossip update for you, man. Filed documents in court yesterday regarding his ex-girlfriend suing him for $30 million after he kicked her out the house. Uh, He said, listen, she's not a victim of sexual abuse. She's simply a jilted ex-girlfriend. Y'all don't know what the word jilted means? Just What does it mean? Suddenly being rejected or abandoned. Oh, wow. There you go. There it is. She's she just mad. 30 million, though. 30 million. <laughs> That's my quick jilt. Jilted, man. That's the word of the day. What up there, Gary? All right, y'all. Jennifer Hudson, honey. People are still talking about Jennifer Hudson and Carmen's relationship. They're saying, are they dating or aren't they dating? Well, now it's being reported that Jennifer Hudson just wished Mr. Carmen turned 51 yesterday a happy, sweet birthday message. She put it on her um, social media. Now they're saying, y'all, that the American Idol alumni, 41 Mark the Actor and Rapper's 51st birthday with a photo of them posing together where his arm, y'all, appeared to be around her. She wrote um, of her fellow Chicago native team j-hub please help me wish one of the brightest lights of chicago and hip-hop legend the one and only ed common a very happy birthday on today y'all isn't that nice oh that is so nice you know and if they're going together i mean why not let people know i mean he's been with a lot of other people he went with erica back dude uh, no, but you don't have to name all the people gary just let them be happy like you don't name don't you don't gotta name them the people she was with or he was with just well she's been sweet 
Yeah. He's been around with all those men. He's been with a lot of women and stuff. So, But anyway, happy birthday, Carmen. Ooh. <laughs> Erica Badu was his happy, best, honey. What? Then she had him um, crochet. Happy birthday, Carmen. <laughs> right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. The color today uh. is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, is broccoli. <laughs> on the high end, you say broccoli. <laughs> and on the low end, you say beautiful green. Ooh, That's your color okay. for today. Brad, what you got coming up? Broccoli. Why are you calling it broccoli? <laughs> That's what it's called. I y'all. thought it was broccoli. Uh-uh. I don't know who you yep. come from. Huh? <laughs> Ricky Teller. It's called Broccoli, Ricky. Broccoli. Thank you. Broccoli. Thank you. Coming up next in the hot spot, the BET, the BET deal just got bigger. I'm going to tell you who else joined the fight up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's so hot. Damn, that's hot. Woo. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the BRA18. All right, Ricky, it's about the morning. It's your time for the hot spot. Bring it to What's happening? Good? What up, Rock T? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tad Tad, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, Drake has announced that he is hitting the road with 21 Savage for their It's All a Blur tour. Uh, the track will kick off in New Orleans on June 16th, and it'll make stops in Houston, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Boston, Philly, and Los Angeles. And then it'll wrap up in Glendale, Arizona, September 5th. Additional dates will be announced at a later date. Meanwhile, reports say that Diddy is interested in acquiring BET Media Group amid reports that owner of Paramount Global is exploring the sale of a majority stake in the asset. Now, according to Variety, BET Media Group includes BET, BET Plus, VH1, which was moved under the group in a reconstructing at Paramount last November at BET's production arm, BET Studios. Now, a source, to- a source close to Diddy says that he is exploring the opportunity to purchase BET as a part of his strategy to build a black Black-owned global media powerhouse. But another source reportedly claims that uh, while the music icon has expressed interest in acquiring BET, he's not yet considered to be in the talks with Paramount to purchase a majority stake. Now, in addition, uh, the source has alleged that Paramount is not in talks yet with anyone at this point in the process, but that many parties have expressed interest. Last week, it was reported that Byron Allen and Tyler Perry both were interested in buying BET. Moving on, Deadline reports that 2.1 million more people tuned into the Oscars on Sunday, March 12th, uh, than in 2022. 18.7 million people watched this year's show, uh, compared with 16.6 million last year, an increase of 12%. However, the outlet reports that this is still low in the grand scheme of Oscars Oscars history. Still with only 10.4 million tuning in for the 2021 event, it is an improvement. And last but not least, y'all, in a recent interview with Variety, Dwayne Johnson commented on uh, Henry Cavill's DC exit, despite returning as Superman in Black Adam. He said, it's almost like when you have a pro football team and your quarterback wins championships and your coach wins championships, and then a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going to go with somebody new, Johnson said. <laughs> wow. Do you Have y'all seen Black Adam? Anybody? No, I, I haven't seen I it. I saw it, and it was very confusing and not very entertaining. I didn't understand it either. I'm so glad somebody else felt the very same way that I did. 
All right, y'all. We're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But if you missed it yesterday, our very own Ricky Smiley was on the Tamron Hall Show, and we will be discussing uh, that later on in the show on What's Trending. Coming up next, I got a good old story about a mistaken Tesla. Oh, wait till I tell you what happened up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. What up, Ricky? Let me just tell you about this crazy story right here. Now, Vancouver man is trying to figure out how he managed to get into somebody else's Tesla recently and drove off using the app on his own phone. The man named Rahesh Randolph said that he was getting into his Tesla on Tuesday as the car uh, that he got into was the same make and model and color. The app allowed him to unlock the car and drive off. Now, when he picked the car up, there were two Teslas parked side by side, and he said he was in a hurry because he had to pick up his kids, so he just jumped in the car. He said, when I realized there was a crack on the windshield, I called my wife, and she did not know what happened. After five or ten minutes, he said he got a text on his phone that said, Rahesh, uh, are you driving Tesla? He said the person who messaged him told him he was driving the wrong car. Now, the crazy thing is that he got out of the car and was still able to get back in the car and drive again to pick up his kids from school. Now, after that, he met up with the owner and they traded cars. He said we both were laughing and I called the police as well, but they couldn't do anything because no crime was committed. Now, the Tesla app is designed to provide access to the person's Tesla as long as the phone and the vehicle have connectivity. Now, from the app, owners can also lock and unlock the vehicle, manage climate control, and find the nearest charging station. This is why I would not get a Tesla. Like, I would be so mad if I jumped in somebody else's car and it worked. Yeah. Or somebody took my car. Yeah, we got to go back to old school car keys. No, yeah. Imagine if you was a drug dealer and had some some dope in the car. (laughs) Like, come on now. That's crazy. Right. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to go back to old car, the old school car keys. Yeah, just the regular old key. Even some of them, yeah. some of them new car key fobs. You know, they got the little alert, the alarm yeah. alerts on them. Yeah. Like one time, I was coming from the airport and I forgot what level I parked in the parking garage. So I, I was, I get my, I got my key fob out and I hit my alarm alert and a, a truck started alarming, started going off. So I'm like, okay, I must be parked over there. Ooh, and it wasn't and it mine. Wasn't your car. <laughs> it wasn't mine. Like, wait a minute. Somebody and you was able to turn it off and on? I, was, I, I turned it on, and I wasn't oh, able to, no. I was trying to turn it off. It wouldn't turn off. It just kind of kept going off. And I'm like, man, where did I park? And then I went out. I was on a whole nother level, bro. But that was crazy. That, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I need, I, we need to go back to the old school. Uh, well, you stick it in the keys. ignition. <laughs> yeah, the prison and guard keys. Stick it in there and turn on like I had with my Cadillac. I enjoy it. Okay. And uh, every now and then you can use it and also clean your ear out. Yeah. I don't think that's recommended by yeah, the AMA. I don't think you should do that. When <laughs> kids listening, don't get your ear infections. out with a car key. <laughs> yeah. Got to clean. That's old school right there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be singing for us. I don't see nothing wrong with living for Jesus. Take it away, Johnny. God will 
of the day get ready good morning ricky good morning america good morning to you it's tuesday a beautiful day in the neighborhood and here's what's happening in celebrity news y'all ricky she's an american model and a socialite now she originally rose to prominence in 2010 as the stunt double for Nicki minaj in a music video for the song monster by kanye west y'all she gained wider media attention after being name dropped in the song miss me by Drake the same year, leading to a number of magazine appearances, including Pieces in Dime Piece, Straight Stunting, and Black Magazine, y'all. Black China is telling the world, y'all, that she wants all of you to be a part of her life-changing journey. Now, she said, quote, she let the world know that. She said, quote, I reduce my breast and gluteus maximus. She said, you all have the power to heal your life, heal your life, and you know, and you need to know that. Angela White. Isn't that beautiful? That is. Yeah. That's beautiful, y'all. I love that. Black China said she wants to be go back to who she was, honey, Angela White. So she removed all her body parts, and she wants the <laughs> world to see, honey. You know, so she, she removed them. She removed them. Oh, just took them off. She had them removed, yeah. Oh, okay. So, isn't that nice? So, Rika, are y'all going to love her even more now that she's back to an original person, original woman who she initially was? I got to see it first. I got to see it. You think? Yeah, I got to see it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, honey, some people saying she's looking amazing. They say they're not showing much of her body now, but they're showing her face. They say she even deflated her face. So no. She, you know, so, I mean, this is really good. I didn't I know they she, could do that. I thought once they did the face, it was stuck. She didn't deflate her lips. Her lips are still very uh, pro, pro, profound. Yeah, well, honey, they I think the, the injections wear off over time. I'm not quite oh, sure. Oh, if that you get works, cheap implants, you can take the implants. Oh, you can have yeah. the implants taken mm. out where you can have those high. I know somebody messed up face on somebody. They can't even smile. Ooh. Yep. Oh. 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 <laughs> it hit everybody. All Your right, smile. Gary. <laughs> Your Let's smile. keep going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. Another celebrity news, y'all. Oh, my God. They're saying she may be filing a multi-million dollar lawsuit, honey. Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if y'all heard the shocking news, but Tiffany Haddish, y'all, was refused entry until the Oscars, y'all. They're saying, honey, they didn't let Miss Haddish attend the Oscars because she was not on the list. They're saying she's one of the biggest African-American actresses in the world. But it's not clear what Tiffany did, y'all, to get her Oscar card revoked. But they said, honey, a person close to the actress, honey, who was upset, said that she was upset with the decision that, you know, they just didn't invite her. So she got all dressed up and yeah, just yeah. showed up ready to come inside. Yes, yeah, so she had to go to um, Elton John party. They said, girl, you got to go to Elton John party. Oh. You can't come here at the Oscars, honey. So she looked amazing at the party and at the um, Vanity Fair party. But I didn't know you had to get invited to the Oscars. I thought you, you could, being an actress or an actor, you could just go or whatever. No. But I didn't know that. You gotta have really? an invitation. Really? 
Well, honey, but they mishandled it. They say they didn't give her her invitation. So people wonder why, because some people say, you know, she was with Will Smith last year. She was rooting for him and carrying on. So, you know, and people thinking maybe they unblackballed her because of that situation. But nevertheless, she had to go to Elton John's party, so they wouldn't let her in at the Oscars party. So mm-hmm. they showed her with her dress, and she looked nice. <laughs> That's bad. But they told us, good, you can't come to this one. So... Moving on in my final story, y'all. Oh, my God. People are talking about Meg Thee Stallion. They're saying she's tacky. It's being reported that Meg Thee Stallion called Beyonce personally and asked for tickets to go to her concert. That's really? not tacky. That's using your resources. I would call her, too. <laughs> what? Oh, because uh, Meg Thee Stallion rich. Girl, buy your tickets. Don't nobody want to buy no tickets. Then they do she a wanted to make together. sure she got in. Yeah, 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 they did a song together. You know, that's why she felt that she could just call a girl. But honey, people saying that was taking her to call that woman, honey. She got them babies taken care of, and you calling for tickets to the concert. <laughs> so when you could just go ahead and buy your ticket and go to the concert and stuff. But she said, you the know. The reason you have not is because you asked not. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, Gary, you better ask. What? Did you pay for them Anita Baker tickets? Wait a minute, niece. I'm asking. You got the hookup, right? You asked somebody to make sure you was good. I'm not rich like Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish got unlimited coins. But that don't matter. If somebody going to get you some tickets, why pay for them if you don't have to? Ricky, would you ask Special K for tickets to his concert? Yeah. Yeah, I said, hey, man, can you put me on the guest list? Me and my girl coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Gary, you know you don't even feel right paying for entry to nothing. I mean, because I don't when have that kind of money. the last time you paid? Well, you always get free tickets. People, no, I don't. They don't be free tickets. They be comp. Oh, comp. Say, say, be Kalua Day is one of my favorite Kalua. My Kalua Day is broccoli. On the high end, you say broccoli. On the low end, you say beautiful green. That's, that's a lie. That's a broccoli. Broccoli. All right, y'all give it up for Gary with the team. from Indy. I want to give a wake-up call to my daughter, Ace, and to my Chula, Mississippi family, Barbara, Candace, Aaron, Ashton, Ariana. Wake up, wake up, wake up. My name is Cannonball, Boss Cannon from Cannonball Run Transportation to all my school kids. Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is Dr. Sherman Urquhart in the big state of VA saying good morning to my son Carter, my daughter Lauren. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm like fish run at the end of school days. Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up. Upset no more. We get upset when you actually show up. Yep. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to apologize to you for not showing up. I told you, I, t- I hit you last night. Told you I was gonna be there definitely, without a doubt. This morning I was gonna definitely be there for sure. So when did the, when I did the doubt come night, in? When I got on punishment this morning. 
Oh, <laughs> too old for that, bro. My big mom. Uh, you. I, I, okay, Shadow. Well, you call my big mom and tell her. Tell her that. You since you want since you so big and bad, tell her that. Tell her that. I'm too old to be put on point in me. I bet. I bet you won't tell her what? that though. Fake. Cause she'll right. slap you. So Bro, get your own place. Get you ever thought about getting your own place? Yo, shout I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to get my credit right so I can get my own place. What's so the credit score, Black Tom? This is three song. <laughs> Is that good? Is that good? I, like, I didn't even think you can get that. Like a, don't even go like that a, low, Tony. <laughs> it's like a three sixty, the three sixty. But I'm working on it though. Look, hey, but look, Shadi, this what I'm on appointment for, and I need you to call my big mom and tell her that this not even right, Shadi, because I got a job to do. I got responsibility. Yeah, and you said your credit score what? Three sixty. But look, no. Yeah. Maru, look. So my big mama gonna tell me because I was gonna drive her minivan to work this morning because my car got repossessed. So I was gonna drive her minivan. She talking about I can't because she allergic to seafood. Yeah. And she gonna get upset talking about she got in her car talking about she got in her car and it smelled like somebody had been cooking some fish in there. I said, "Go on." I said, "I ain't cooking no fish." Well, how cook cook some fish in your in your car? And she talking about. I know what I come on, I know real sense when it comes to seafood and I know when I smell some bait, there's some fried fish in my car. And I done told her, I said, Grandma, I ain't had no no fish in your car. I said, Me and my girl had went to the movie last night. I took a little shit to the movie last night. And it did get cold. <laughs> and I had the only thing I could think was I had the sea warm on. And <laughs> that passenger seat get real hot. And my girl, she no, bro. No, we good. No. Yeah, we all right, Tony. We understand. We, we don't need to hear all the details. We empathize. You can have a day off. You good. Have a nice day, Black it's, it's fine. Peace. Bye. If the world is going to go from being a big mess to being something that is beautiful for us to live in where there is justice for all, please don't look around. Look within. I like that right there because in too many instances, we're expecting other people to do for us what we should be doing ourselves. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. Gary, baby. All right, Gary has a T in the color today. What up, Jared? Good morning, Ricky. <laughs> Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. The prayer warriors y'all, are definitely being solicited, y'all, for Miss Mary Lee Fibig, y'all. If y'all don't know who Mary Lee is, she's the beautiful wife, honey, of T.J. Holmes, y'all. You know T.J. Holmes? America, where they're saying, y'all, that Miss Mary Lee, honey, is definitely, honey, would take TJ back, y'all, and, you know, it would cost her whatever what? they're saying. They're saying, honey, it's claimed that, honey, his wife would be willing, honey, to take him back, but realizing, y'all, that her marriage is a lost cause. <clears throat> now, they're saying that TJ Holmes' affair with his um, Good Morning America co-anchor, Miss Amy Robach, deeply hurted his beautiful, strange wife, Mary Lee, and the anger hasn't subsided. Now, they're saying she did not know that he was having an affair, or so said, honey. They're saying that, you know, she just thought that he, it was a fling. She just thought that it was a fling and hoping that her husband would come back home to her and her beautiful 10-year-old daughter, Sabine. But they're saying, Man. honey, that, you know, it's very disappointing and his lack of disrespect and discretion just ruining her marriage. This woman loved him, and he had a beautiful, uh, she's a beautiful woman. 
She's a right. real pretty woman compared to honey, um, Amy. You know, because she's um, um, mixed. She's um, mixed with um, African-American and something else. But nevertheless, honey, they're saying that she really loved this man. And, you know, that, you know, she really would have taken him back. But mm. he don't care. Yeah. And that's crazy. I mean, you know, how could somebody do something? I mean, well, I know how somebody could do something like that. But it, it, it's just a sad situation. How I could he do that to her? A like, home that has your 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. And you out here flinging and running the streets with white women. Galloping. Galloping up and down the streets. I mean, it's a sad thing. I feel so bad for Mary Lee, honey. and I just Taking money that. out of the system. Yeah, exactly. Giving it to the white woman. Yeah, and honey, she ain't going to get him. And she got more money than him. Now, I think that's probably why he's trying to lag on. But, honey, trust me, he ain't going to get nothing, honey, from um, Miss Amy, honey. Because once Amy, the fog settles with Amy, honey, she's going to drop his butt, too. And then he's going to be looking stupid. And Mary might just go ahead and let him come on back Ooh, home. I hope she don't. I know, but you know how um, women do, honey, especially the African-American women. They love their men mm. and take them back out there and done all kind of mess to them. Get but all anyway. on the street coming back with all kind of stuff. <laughs> Whatever, Ricky. Moving on, child. In other celebrity news, y'all, oh my God, y'all, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know if y'all heard the news. Is <laughs> They're saying, y'all, that R&B player Shaquille O'Neal is accused, y'all, of evading process service, y'all, for failed cryptocurrency exchange. I know he was messing with that. Mm. Now, they're saying that the beloved basketball player, y'all, is accused, honey, of allegedly hiding inside his mansion to avoid being served amid a class action lawsuit against FTX indoors. Now, they're saying O'Neal is one one of the several high-profile celebrities, including y'all, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchin, and Steph Curry, y'all listed as defenders in a class action lawsuit. Now, the suit was filed last November by FTX retail investor Edwin Garrison, who claims he opened an account, y'all, with the now bankrupt crypto exchange after being exposed to celebrity endorsements and y'all their alleged misrepresentation. Um, and omission. Now, according to Garrison's lawyer, all the defenders, honey, except O'Neal, y'all, have been served as the NBA legend has been allegedly, y'all, hiding. Oh, my God. They're saying he's hiding in his Texas mansion, honey, as processes, <laughs> arrive, as processes arrive on his premises. Oh, Shaq ain't hiding. <laughs> he was just at a party in Atlanta. Oh, no. Yeah, well, baby, they he need to come like up, like he in huh? a cabinet somewhere. Like, where mm-hmm. he go hide? It ain't too many places Shaq can hide, okay? Well, baby, they sure trying to find him, and they say they can't find him, honey, so they Now, they say um, they FTX. They can't find him. They ain't looking. They say FTX, honey, was a high-profile cryptocurrency exchange that they made major inroads with investors thanks to celebrity well, endorsements. what? A lot of people lost money in that. Really? Oh, well, you got to charge it to the game. You risked it, so you gambled. You know what? I, when, man, when they were trying to get me to go, I would not go. Something did not feel either. right about me that. I would either. <laughs> I was like, remember we used to sit in the studio talking about I looked at I was like, Yes, head crack not. was into a heavy. I was Ugh. like, no, I was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to say it because I don't, don't want to get dragged, but uh-uh. But you know they when, when say never invest when, when, in what you don't understand. And I didn't yeah. understand. Yeah. Everything sounds just good and just perfect, and you can't tell me none of the bad. I don't want no parts of it. Mm-hmm. My yeah, Lord. Yeah, and that's that's why I, I just couldn't. I, I'm if like, I can't I'm good. touch Y'all, it, I can't, I, I can't do it. Mm-mm. If I can't touch yeah. the money, or sit, I can't do it. I told my business manager, my business manager was like, absolutely not. And, and she said everything that's happened to it, she had predicted it then. Mm. So uh, so she was right. 
Yeah, well, Shaq need yeah. to come on out and, and from hiding and letting the people go here and serve him. And he Shaq got a security guard called the General. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Walk around with that little cartoon <laughs> man with that mustache. <laughs> the General ain't letting nobody get close to Shaq. <laughs> I guess not. And in my final story, y'all, let's continue to pray, y'all. Let's continue to oh, Lord. Continue to pray, y'all, honey. Y'all don't know Angela White is black China because she just recently had her breasts removed and her gluteus maximal and all her other body parts removed, y'all. She said she. A gluteus maximus. Mm. Yeah, honey. So what let's continue that? to pray, honey, huh? For um, black gluteus China. Maximus. Y'all. What is the, the, that the rear butt? end? Yeah. That's your butt. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your gluteus maximus. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. She said, honey, y'all have the power to heal your life, and you need to know that. So let's continue to pray for black China, y'all, while she's going through her journey. All right, the Kalil, my favorite Kalil, my Kalil today, y'all, broccoli on the high end, on the low end, just say beautiful green. That's your Kalil for today. That's a beautiful calling. Beautiful, beautiful calling. Color. Y'all give it up for Gary with the T. Gary! The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. It's the front page news. It's what's trending now. We are back with legendary stand-up comedian and radio host, philanthropist Ricky Smiley. Ricky lost his oldest son, Brandon, who was just 32, six weeks ago and has been bravely sharing his journey through loss and grief on social media. We all have a mask, right? Yes. And we have to put it on sometimes to keep moving forward. I see the mask that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. I see the heart. And I also see you feel is your responsibility to those people who listen to you every day and those who are going to show up mm-hmm. to hear your, your stand-up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, I've interviewed a lot of families who've lost loved ones through this drug epidemic. You know, make sure you take the love in that you're trying to give out to everybody. Yeah. So we are rooting for you. We love you. Half of my life, I woke up smiling because of Ricky smiling. Okay. So thank, thank you. you so much. Uh, yesterday, uh, I had an opportunity to sit down with Tamron Hall, um, you know, uh, and through this grieving process, I've had so many wonderful people to reach out and uh, pray for our family, and we appreciate it. But I've also spoken to so many people who are dealing with grief and loss and uh, and how that struggle can affect your mental, you know, on a daily basis. So joining us this morning, uh, I have my good friend, mental health expert and licensed, licensed therapist, uh, Spirit, on with us this morning. Spirit, good morning. Good morning. And uh, uh, it's interesting, uh, you're not just uh, just a therapist. Uh, you, you've done uh, counseling with me and my son, um, before, so I thought I decided to use this platform to not only help myself, but other families who are grieving as well. Uh, healing is uh, complicated because most of us are not taught how to properly heal. Uh, Spirit, where do we start? Well, you know, Ricky, I want to make this about you first and foremost. Like the listeners are going to learn from all the tips that we can give them. But you have, as Tamron said, have been doing such a good job making sure that you are there for everybody else and figuring out how to just keep going. How about we start by talking about how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I mean, it's it's up and down, uh, Spirit. It's day by day. You know, no matter what you do, you, mm-hmm. you still have a deep, dark, black pit of butterflies uh, in your stomach. Um you know, even when I went up there to do Tamron Hall, you thinking in the back of your mind, you thinking that uh, if I go up here and do this right here, maybe they know somebody that could get my son back or or make yeah. him make him come back or connect me to him. 
you know, like like you're doing it, yeah. like you're trying to do the right thing, but you think, but there's a small one percent chance of hope that you could uh, reconnect with him, and then you'd be like, uh, nah, you know, that's that's impossible. Uh, the first order of business is to protect the rest of my kids because I have a daughter that's going through uh, postpartum and grief, and then I have a 75 year old mm. mother, you know, and then I have a son, uh, my youngest son, who's dealing with depression and anxiety and trying to graduate college and my youngest daughter trying to graduate college. So you got to protect them. But you, you see, Ricky, com- here we go. Here we go. This is what I hear you saying. I have yeah. to be here for everybody else. I don't have time to deal with what I'm feeling. And I heard you say something really important, which is a part of me hasn't even accepted yet. I'm still yearning for him. I'm still reaching yeah. out. I'm still trying to see who can help me reconnect to him. And it's really important, you asked about that tip, it's really important that we start to talk about how we're feeling, because if we don't have the opportunity to process the emotions that we have, your body will figure out what to do with those emotions. And so you got two things that are happening. You got what you're feeling and you got how intense those feelings are. And the key to the healing is to start working on those emotions and working through them to the point where you can manage those feelings. Because if you don't, those feelings can become overwhelming and then the body has to figure out what to do. And Ricky, the grief literally can kill you. It literally can physically impact your body. There is something that's called the broken heart syndrome. And a lot of people don't realize this, but grief physically affects parts of your body. It can cause your heart to swell up in a particular way in your ventricles. It can cause your chest to become overwhelmed. Your body is flooded with all kinds of hormones that are literally eating you from the inside out. And so as I hear you talk, I got to take care of these people. I got to take care of these people. I don't really want to sit with these feelings because they're overwhelming. We got to figure out how to help you just start to peel back the layers just a little bit at a time so you can manage what you're feeling. And then we can take care of everybody else. Yeah, I I, I definitely need to do that. I I just haven't. uh, I don't don't think that I properly... um, uh, dealt with it, you know. I have my moments where I cry, and then you know. It, mm-hmm. But it just be it just be a little bit. Then I have to have to snap out of it. And um, you why? Know, just, why do you have to snap out of it? I don't know. I just don't want to feel like I get myself up upset. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to want to go into a downward spiral. Like I, I'm just I just be but trying Rick, to. Rick, you just you just lost your oldest child. You get to be upset. Yeah. You get to be angry. You get to be sad. You get to be confused. You get to be devastated. That's what grief is. And if you cannot properly feel those things and give yourself permission to feel those things, you're not going to go into a downward spiral. What you're doing is you're letting the feelings pass through you instead of bottling them up. And one of the things that we do is, I told you, your body has to figure out what to do with those things. Sublimation is a very real defense mechanism. And sublimation is one of those things where we say, I can't feel what I'm feeling. I don't have time for this. So I'm just going to go numb and I'm just going to figure out a healthy way to deal with these feelings. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go donate my time. I'm going to go work hard. I'm going to just keep going. And grief requires us to deal with it. It requires us to feel it. And we have to do it a little bit at a time so that it doesn't overwhelm us. 
so that you don't lose yourself when you least expect it. And all of a sudden, then the feelings are out of control. Yeah, well, I, I definitely are you. Are you afraid for, of uh, uh, are you afraid? Uh, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but is it a reason why I can't like cry like I'd be trying to get it out and I, I just can't just won't. Well, let me ask won't. you, do you feel like it? Do you feel like if you start, you won't be able to stop? I, I, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you feel like you have time? I mean, I have I have time, you know, like like yesterday, I just mm-hmm. kind of sat, I ran one errand yesterday. I just kind of sat around all day. I think about it all the time. I don't have any mm-hmm. guilt because I know I did everything I could uh, could possibly mm-hmm. do that a father could do for his, you know, for all of my kids. And I, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking like 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 it happened. Everything happened so fast and we almost into two months. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm like, what happened? Did this really happen? That That's more my thought process. And I just don't know how to uh, uh, deal with it. I can't, I I deal with everything. I I just can't cry like I need to. I can't, I can't push it out. Like I just need to. Well, this is what I want you to remember, honey. I want you to remember that grief is an illness that requires treatment. You don't have to figure this out on your own. That's what us as mental health professionals are here for. And I want you to know that there's different types of grief. Sometimes we're grieving the loss of what we have lost in the physical. And sometimes we're grieving the loss of things that never were. And so you need to sit down with a professional and let us help you get the treatment that you need so you don't have to figure this out on your own. If something was happening with your heart or with your lungs or with your kidneys, you wouldn't sit at home and go, I just got to think about it. I just got to connect to my heartbeat. I just got to figure this thing out. You'd go to the doctor and say, Doc, tell me what's going on. Listen to this. Let me tell you what my symptoms are. And so I want you to know that everything that you're describing today is a perfectly natural part of the grief process that says I can't really get started. I'm stuck right at the beginning and I just can't even wrap my mind around all this that has happened and so we have to help you move through the process yeah it's a lot spirit it's a lot like uh (laughs) to go on stage and join with your stomach feeling like that that was hard um i was still able to do it but but just this empty deep dark sand like somebody kicking you in the stomach none stop stomping on your chest yeah and and you on stage Got people in the floor crying, laughing, and just working through it, getting up, doing the morning show, you know, trying not to, uh, but it's a side of me that's just really just like, shoot, like, yeah, I really do need need help, but uh, yeah, I'll I set something up. i just been, been... Ricky, do you know that you don't have to just keep working through it? Because that's not working through it. That's trying to just keep going like it hasn't happened. And you get to grieve. And I want you to know, we love you. And anybody out here who's listening that's grieving too, your people that love you, love you. And you have the right to step away. You have the right to privately grieve. You have the right to address every feeling that you are feeling from the physical stuff, the pit in your stomach, the insomnia, the nausea, the can't think straight, the can't talk right, the can't eat right. Those are symptoms that require treatment and you have the right to take care of yourself. And Ricky, I want you to know we all love you. Every last person who is within the sound of my voice is praying for you, is lifting you up, and we don't need you to take care of us. 
We need you to let us take care of you now. And we are at the ready. Your team is at the ready. So whenever you say the word, you set something up, or if you want me to help you get set up, whatever it is that we get to do, but you have the right to take care of you now because you've been taking care of everybody else. And we thank you and we love you. But now we need you to take care of you so that you can continue to do for us everything you've already done. Well, well, well I mean, it's time. Well, I, it's time. I really, well, I, I'll just come to you, Spirit. We've been coming to you for years. <laughs> I used to counsel well, me on. and Brandon. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll get that mm-hmm. set up. Well, you know, I can get to work because uh, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I, it's just so many layers to it. Uh, it ain't enough radio time mm-hmm. even really. But I just really appreciate this conversation. I think that this is a start. And uh, if anybody out there um, uh, missed my sit down with Tamron Hall, you can check it out on RikiSmiley.com. And I hope this discussion helps somebody heal and open up some dialogue, you know, with a loved one. Uh, so go out there and get the help like I'm going to do. And I will come and give some updates uh, with our with our progress spirit. Let everybody know how you can be reached. I can be reached at Talk to Spirit everywhere. It's Talk the Number to Spirit. And Ricky, I put up a graphic especially for you, especially for anybody grieving today. On my Instagram, they can go and take a look at what grief actually looks like because grief doesn't change over time. We change, and how we manage our grief is what helps us get through. So let's go on the journey. I got you. Let's do it. Spirit, thank you for everything you have done for me. Thank you for everything you have done for Brandon when he was alive in all of the sessions where we used to sit down, the three of us, uh, uh, in those counseling sessions and, and stuff and everything that you've done with us uh, over the years. We love you and we appreciate you. Uh, so we got Johnson coming up. He has more on the drug epidemic uh, that's going on in our community. We got all of that coming up next. Love you, Spirit. Thank you. Love you, Thank you. Jeff Johnson got three things you need to know. Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good to be with you today, man. Rick, listen, brother. I um, I just wanted to say thank you, man. You um, you being on the Tamron Hall show, brother. Like I, I, it helped me. I think it helped a whole lot of parents. And um, I just I'm so appreciate, I'm so appreciative for how uh, courageous you've been. Um, through this process and how transparent you've been. Um, and, and one of the things that really kind of touched me and, and made me thinking was just how how addiction really does impact our community different. Like there's this whole, there's a saying that addiction doesn't discriminate um, right. because it, you know, it hits every community and every socioeconomic level, no matter where you are. But the impacts of addiction do discriminate. Um, there's something called social determinants of health and addiction, and, and according to the organization, it's defined as the conditions in which people are born, grow, live, work, and age, and these circumstances are shaped by the distribution of money, power, resources, and global, national, and local levels. And so what, what that just means is all of the stuff that makes us who we are, the communities that we live in, mean that addiction is viewed differently, talked about differently, access to resources are different. Um, and, and for those of us that either live in communities and sometimes poor communities, they're, they're still because I, I think sometimes, Rick, I, I don't know. I, I, I know that I have dealt with family members and friends um, that have been 
that have been fighting addiction. And at some point, and I even heard you say it a little bit, not in these words, but sometimes we get to a place where we stop seeing our loved one and we start seeing the addiction. Right. And so there becomes this, this stigma, if you will, in our community so often that people feel like they're weak. Um, and and they and they regress and they move away and we don't have the same level of access and that stigma of around mental health is huge because addiction is really about trying to cure pain. People are hurting, um, and and whether they're hurting from stuff in their past or hurting from current conditions or hurting from not feeling like enough, um, most of our addiction to substances comes from a need to try to not hurt anymore. Um, and when substance becomes my, my go-to instead of whether it's church or whether it's counseling or whether it's therapy or whatever it is, um, that is a, a, a vehicle to try to feel better or in some cases not feel. Um, and we don't always talk about it in our community because um, sometimes we just don't have the language for it. We also have all of these places that that tell us, you know, just just go to the Lord or just be strong or just say no. Um, right. And that's just not how it works. Like I, we all know people who love God and are fighting addiction. Um, we know people who are strong as hell um, and fighting addiction. And so we got to be really careful about how we talk about this in our community um, and change some of the narrative and nomenclature. And then also is just the access, right? It's, it's easier sometimes to get access to, to alcohol and access to street drugs and access to prescription drugs than sometimes it is access to mental and emotional health professionals and services um, to be able to navigate this stuff in a different way. And so um, my, my hope is that like the conversation you had on Tamron just lifts so many things um, and, and you talked about it with Maverick, it, it, you, you talked about it with such a level of, um, I just, I don't want to use the word strength, but, but just openness and, yeah. and, and you doing that, I know helped so many people because so often we don't want to be transparent during those moments. Um, because we feel like they perform, it reflects negatively against us. And so I'm, I'm just, I, I do brother. I'm, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words because I'm overwhelmed, um, at, at how you have been an example of how as a community, we lean into each other instead of run away from each other. And so I love you brother. Um, and whether we're talking no, man, about health too. issues, um, you, you, you just, you are such an example, brother. Um, for how we lean into community during difficult times. So thank you, brother. Love you. Uh, Y'all hit me at Jeff's Nation if you, if you want to rap about some of these health determinants. Um, but I just want to salute you and say I'm continuing to pray for you, brother. No, nah, man. Love you too, Jeff, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate right, you, Jeff. Talk to you. All right, y'all. More Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't get it Right there, right there. That's the best part of that song. Well, that, that song gonna be in your head all day. And it goes a little something like this. All right, John Rick's Mountain Morning Show song that'll be in your head all day. Uh, uh, we want to thank uh, Spirit for coming on this morning. And uh, we're going to be, you know, trying to do a lot of stuff to try to 
uh, make sure uh, 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 you know you know that we can save lives. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna play this song. Anybody? It's a lot of people, man. The Swanson family. Uh, my friend Shundale Swanson buried his nephew. Uh, a lot of people that's going through grief and grief stricken. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you something. Um, when I was going through it at my worst time, even from the moment I found out, I could not get this song out of my head. And I listened to it on that plane, on that long plane ride from Dallas uh, to Birmingham. This uh, Jonathan McReynolds right here. And I hope y'all, uh, I hope this brings you some peace and some comfort this morning. Call God is May good. Your I'm telling y'all, man, those words are so powerful. And uh, the words of that song really so kept much. me. And I know it, it, it ain't, it, I understand oh, what God. Spirit was saying, you know, but sometimes too much is given, much is required. And God bring me a responsibility to use my platform and my situation to help others because it's not about me. And yeah, I'm going to get the help that I need. I'm going to go directly to Spirit and get the therapy that I need. But, 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 I, but we cannot forget that God still sit on the throne and he sit high and he look low and even through this process I don't know what's going on with me mentally or psychologically but this I do know God has given me peace that surpasses all understanding he rocked me to sleep every night he didn't take my appetite and got me up and enclosed in my right mind he's a heart fixer and a mind regulator that's a fact still going to get the therapy because God created therapists too to, to work out the mental. But I do know that I serve a just and loving and kind God. And no, I don't understand everything, but I just hope that that song brought somebody some peace. May your struggles keep you knit across and may your troubles show that you need God and may your battles end the way they should and may your bad days prove that God is good. Just wanted to share that with y'all this morning. I hope it gave you some peace, comfort, inspiration. I had a friend of mine, a comedian friend of mine, called me yesterday and said that his his son was, uh, passed away on Sunday, and I uh, was was on the phone for about an hour. A comedian that helped me, a comedian that helped me uh, when I that gave me my start. So we just have to stick together through these tough times. It's tough times every single week, every single month for everybody. And uh, that's part of my job. And I have to go get the help that I need. But I have to figure out how to communicate that over these airways and take advantage of this opportunity just for the ones that died so that others can live. So that somebody else might not, won't have to go through this because I don't wish this on my worst enemy. But uh, what an awesome God we serve, no matter how bad it gets. And you think, <laughs> and we always talk about God put us through a test. Now's the time to show God that we still love him through our good and through our bad. And uh, and that's 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 it. That's it. I don't even know where I am. Uh, are we good? Well, we uh No, absolutely, man. We, uh, player, go ahead. No, what? We're going into the interview right now? Absolutely, yeah. So when it comes to fentanyl crisis, man, uh, the drug traffickers are driving addictions and increasing their profits by mixing fentanyl with other drugs. And tragically, many overdose victims have no idea they're um, ingesting deadly fentanyl until it's too late. Here to break it all down, an associate professor in the Division of Pain Medicine is uh, 
at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and world-leading physician and expert on opioid and fentanyl abuse, uh, Dr. Paul Christo. We want to welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Um, hey, so we hear, um, we hear about the fentanyl on the news and families uh, nationwide that have been impacted by the drug. Uh, let's, let's get some Marvin Gaye, Dave. Uh, uh, but many don't know uh, what it is. Can you tell us? Uh, fentanyl, uh, what fentanyl is and describe what it looks like? Well, fentanyl is like uh, other opioids. So if you think of sort of the basic opioid, which would be morphine, fentanyl is somewhat like that, but it's a lot more powerful. It's about 80 to 100 times more potent than morphine, and it's a synthetic opioid. Uh, and it's an opioid that really has been around a long time. And in the medical world, we use fentanyl in the operating room to reduce pain during surgery. Uh, and also in the chronic pain community, you know, we use fentanyl in the form of, for example, patches to reduce chronic pain uh, in, in cancer pain and then even non-cancer pain wow. conditions. So yeah. it certainly can be used therapeutically, and it is used therapeutically for pain relief. But what we've seen over time is that it's been used more recreationally and illegally, and unfortunately, because it's so powerful, it's led to many deaths. The secret that the opioid epidemic has been sweeping the nation for years now. Are prescription fentanyl and opioids killing people, or is it the illegal use of fentanyl and opioids only? Well, now, really, over the last several years, I think, gosh, since maybe 2013, it's been the recreational or illegal use of fentanyl. I mean, way back in the 1990s, uh, we, we sort of felt like this problem started, and it was more prescription fentanyl. It was prescription opioids at that time. And then we moved from prescription opioids to heroin leading to death. And over the last several years now, it's been the illegal use of fentanyl. Wow. Well, Dr. Crystal, it's so great to have you on, and this is such valuable information for our listeners. Can you tell us what are the signs and symptoms of a fentanyl overdose, and what should I do if I see someone who may be mistakenly taking drugs containing fentanyl or who has taken too much of the drug? Well, if someone's overdosing from fentanyl or any other opioid, for that matter, you're going to see uh, that person become less responsive, very sleepy. Uh, Snoring is a good sign, too, you know. Hard to respond to, snoring, pinpoint pupils. And if that's the case, <clears throat> what you want to do is uh, you want to make sure that you call 911, first of all. And if you need to, you can always do CPR if the person stops breathing because that's really what fentanyl does. In time, it prevents us from breathing and leads to death. The big thing to do here, too, I think, which, which is very important, is to make sure that friends and loved ones have the opioid reversal medication called Narcan or naloxone. So all you have to do is spritz it into the nostril and it reverses the effects of the fentanyl. So Dr. What are some of the strategies to reduce fentanyl overdose deaths? Well one of them for sure is to make sure that there is greater awareness that naloxone can save lives and it, it needs to be available to all people who are really using fentanyl or other opioids and their friends and loved ones. Uh, it can be gotten by a prescription. Um, certain pharmacists in certain states can just dispense it without a prescription. I think that's really important for people to understand and know. Also, uh, the other thing would be 
related to the use of, say, overdose prevention centers. You know, this is something new in the United States. I think the first was in New York. And you'd think that this would be sort of the opposite of what you want to see. But uh, that is, this is where uh, someone who's using, say, these illegal substances can go to get clean needles and syringes. And there's someone there who is sort of supervises the use of the drug so they can intervene in case of an overdose. So I think those two... Those two items are quite important. And of course, if someone has a problem with, say, substance use disorder, uh, addiction, well, boy, you know, we have uh, tele-mental health services now. We have the American Psychological Association website for help. And the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has a website and 800 number for support services. We're talking to world-leading physician and expert on opioid and fentanyl use uh, abuse, Dr. Paul Christo. So can we talk about the patients with chronic pain? Um, are they at risk of becoming addicted? And where do we draw the line when writing prescriptions? Boy, you know, gosh, there are about 100 million, if you can believe it, Americans who suffer from chronic pain in the United States alone. It's even higher across the world. And sadly, you know, chronic pain remains untreated and undertreated. And yes, you know, there are a fair number of people who are turning to opioids illegally for pain control. Um, I think the key here is to make sure that if you have pain and chronic pain, that you talk to your primary care doctor and get a referral to a pain specialist. Because we have, you know, many different ways we can reduce pain without opioids. You know, we've got other medicines that are not opioids that can reduce pain. We have a lot of injections and procedures, for example, that can help reduce pain, chronic pain, that is, uh, that are quite effective. And yes, though, opioids still can be effective for those who have chronic pain, but it's not a first-line agent. You know, it's not something that we turn to first. Right. Uh, uh, that, uh, Special K, go ahead. You had, you had one. Yeah, and, and Doc, at the risk of uh, you repeating yourself if you haven't if you have already answered this kind of who is most at risk you would say for fentanyl overdose and and, and some of the uh, stats of, of the people that's dying from it like the main stats are, are age demographic mm-hmm. right uh, well gosh you know I, recently I, I read that it's the leading cause of death in people that are between the ages of 18 to 45 that's a pretty broad range I think of the other age ranges, sort of adolescents, those that are between the ages of 13 to 25 are most at risk. Uh, you know, this is an age where there's a lot of experimentation that occurs uh, with, you know, legal drugs, but also illegal ones, and not only opioids, but, you know, methamphetamine, stimulants. And so th- that population really, I think, is most at risk right now, and it's key to talk to your, the, you know, your children. Um, I think it's important for teachers to talk to kids about the risks of using these drugs because they're so powerful and they can lead to death so quickly. Yeah, uh, we want to get everybody uh, 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 because we, we don't you know know what's going on at our kids and what some of the other kids are bringing to, the, to school and up to the school. We really appreciate you uh, coming on the show this morning. And uh, these are tough conversations that we have to have. How can people reach you and find out more information? Well, uh, they can go to my website. I host a uh, national radio show on overcoming pain, actually. And I have a website at paulchristomd.com. And uh, they can reach me via the website. I have lots of shows that I've done throughout the years on this subject and also on subjects of how to reduce pain. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Paul Christo, Associate Professor in the Division of Pain Medicine at John Hopkins University School of Medicine. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, so if you are not able to get in on this topic, uh, hit us up on social media at Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The front page is up next. Thank you. Thank you. I got your front page right here, Maria. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Tuesday morning news. Florida State's uh, university system is currently ranked number one in the nation. However, Governor Ron DeSantis still wants to make changes, and he will if House Bill 999 becomes law. Now, HB 999 bans courses based on unproven theoretical or exploratory content. It also bans majors in women's studies or gender studies. Get this, Ricky. Black students are especially concerned about the bill as it could potentially ban Divine Nine's Greek organizations and programs for minority students across the state. In other news, the sudden infant death syndrome, also known as SIDS, increased 15 percent from 2019 to 2020. In a study released by Pediatrics, data shows that black and Hispanic babies are particularly vulnerable. Researchers believe that unsafe sleep practices like bed sharing increases the occurrence of SIDS. Lastly, Ricky, it looks like Elon Musk might be getting some competition. Facebook parent Meta is exploring building a new standalone platform. Next updates. The company confirmed the news to CNN on Friday and what could mark the most high profile new contender to take on Twitter as it loses momentum under Elon's management or leadership, whatever you want to call it. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Already, man, just a quick uh, prelude to tomorrow because I got my final four picks for March Madness in the men's and women's basketball going down tomorrow, so get ready for that. Memphis Grizzlies superstar John Morant just entered a counseling program in Florida and will not join the team until further notice. John was suspended after waving a gun during his IG live video while at a strip club in Colorado last weekend, man. So um, he's in uh, counseling right now. So we're going to wish him the best and hopefully he can get back out there on the court and learn. Most important thing, learn from this situation. Former Texas Longhorn men's basketball coach uh, Chris Beard hired as the new head coach at Ole Miss just one month after his domestic violence case was dropped. He was accused of strangling throwing and biting his fiance. She later backtracked her claims and said Coach Beard was only acting out of self-defense. Tiger Woods filed documents in court regarding his ex-girlfriend who's suing him for $30 million after he kicked her out of his house. He said, listen, she is not a victim of sexual abuse. She's simply a jilted ex-girlfriend. Jilted is the word of the day. If y'all don't know what jilted means, it means suddenly rejected or abandoned. I'll be damned. <laughs> and Tiger Woods said, that's all this, this stuff is, man. So uh, he'll be all right. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, he got to get him a chick that'll make get get your hair growing back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, because Tiger got to go ahead and just they, shave they, it down, they, bro. She's stressed. She stressed out because all this hair, hair coming out. Yeah, just shave it down, man. Why, why are people You know when I'm cotton candy machine when they be getting ready to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
when they be getting ready to put the clothes to shut down the cotton candy machine and show uh-uh, these people back uh-uh. in the day. Yeah, dog. And then it be like the little cotton candy be just a little bit left. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's, That's what it look like. That's messed up. That's so mean, Brittany. Tiger, just cut it, dog. Just oh, shave it on God. down, Tiger. You good. Close that sunroof. Yeah, yeah like, like the fan, the little fan be on and still the little cotton candy <laughs> part in that and that black lady where that she gonna make one more kind candy roll out of it. It ain't enough to go on that stick, so she had to put some more of the sugar in that thing in the middle. Man, bye, 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 Rock. I can't talk to you, y'all. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> man, between Tiger Woods and Kevin Durant and his hair, man. Oh, God. Oh. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Maria. <laughs> Good morning, Ricky. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. <laughs> so get off into it. KD. <sighs> Drake has announced y'all that he hit in the road with 21 Savage, and it's their all, it's all a blur tour. Uh, the trek will kick off in New Orleans on June 16th and will make stops in Houston, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and will wrap in Glendale, Arizona on September 5th. Meanwhile, on Countdown to 95 Oscars, the red carpet live Sunday, uh, March 12th, uh, Ryan Seacrest's last day on Kelly and Live, and Ryan revealed that that's going to be April 14th. Marcus Huelos also shared that he will be stepping in to co-host the show with his wife, Kelly Ripper, on April 17th. He said nothing will change between the three of us. It's just Ryan will get to have his coffee later, Ripper said. That's cute. And during an interview with uh, Audible's, Michelle Obama's Audible's uh, The Light Podcast, Tyler Perry opened up about disciplining his eight-year-old son with compassion. He said, I walk in a room and we have a nanny who was helping us out, and Amon is just giving her the business. He didn't want to brush his teeth. He's about five or six then and didn't want to brush his teeth. He didn't know I was standing in the door. I watched him for a minute, and then I had the nanny leave to go down, and so I got down eye to eye and talked to him. He said, I said, listen to me. You're not going to be this way. We love you. We are your parents. You will not behave this way. We taught you better than this. You are a better kid than this. You're going to be a better man than this. And as I'm talking to him, I started to get emotional in the moment and I had to leave the room. He revealed that his son apologized and proceeded to brush his teeth. Perry says he continued to get emotional after having a sudden realization about his own upbringing. He explained, I went out on the balcony and I was in tears because I realized that nobody had ever talked to me, got down to talk to me eye to eye and had a conversation with me that I could understand. Understand. He said right. there was just yelling and cussing and what you're not and what you're not going to ever be. Oh my goodness, that's so yeah, sad. Yeah, that's that's and good. That that's is good that's true. Yeah, people that's do good do stuff. that. Yeah. Because the, the, the thing about it that's so important, uh, Brad, is breaking the generational curse. Curse. You know, breaking the generational curse starts with you. If you felt a certain way as a kid or you felt mistreated to make sure that uh, you don't, you know, carry that on. And uh, right. so I'm sure that did b- bring out a lot of emotions. And uh, 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 that's good for him. I'm glad he was able to do that, with, have that moment with his son. 
Yeah, me too. It was beautiful. That was really nice. Okay, last but not least, during an interview, uh, Chloe Bailey opened up about doing a sex scene with Damson Idris for Damson Idris for the upcoming Amazon series Swarm. She said, "When I read the script, I was like, oh, this is insane. This is incredible." And then I cried. Then I realized, uh, you got to do that sex scene, girl. She continued, "As open and as liberal as I am with my body, I was very scared because I hadn't had that many sex partners. I'm not like that. I'm not that." sexually and open she added Damson made it really comfortable we were laughing in between and we literally had a bouncy ball in between us <laughs> and you know we were making a joke out of it so it took a lot of nervousness away from that so I have to give him a lot of kudos and thanks to him as a man uh, for making me as a woman feel comfortable while being so vulnerable oh that was sweet of him that was very sweet of him Ricky have you ever did a sex scene a sex scene on, on TV yeah hell no <laughs> it wasn't in one of them deleted scenes in All About the Benjamins? <laughs> no. Oh, no, if I if I'd if I'd have did a sex scene, oh, yeah, Lord. yeah, it would have it would have uh, went viral. You heard it would have been, <laughs> been on this 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 here need this it had to be on more than one channel. Uh look here. <laughs> you heard me? No, nah, they don't, I don't want, you want to say on. viral and sex scene in the same word. Oh. The same sentence. Yeah, well, well, let's just <laughs> that's not let's necessarily just, a good thing. Yeah, let's just. Hey, I want to get. Can I give a shout out right quick? Of, of course you can. No, I want to give a shout out to uh, 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 Gary. Had posted a picture on our. Uh, Instagram and took it down a dude that used to work with him at uh, when he was working at Wendy's in Houston. And I don't know why I took it down, but I put it on RS Comedy. Why you take uh, it down, Gary? I don't know. Yeah, but I posted it on <laughs> RS Comedy. But I just want to say, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> is that one of your shirts he wearing, Gary? You know uh, what? That one of your legs he wearing. <laughs> Which sorority sister is that? <laughs> That's Miss Johnny. <laughs> the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, baby.